morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, August 9th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. We are taking a short break from our normal program to bring you a special look at the book of James. This is a separate podcast that our youth director, Ann Dillon, wrote and produced alongside Tara and myself. We'll be looking at each chapter of the book of James, and we'll be putting out two episodes a week. This was originally recorded for our youth, but we figured there's something in it for everyone. We hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, we'll be back with our normal program on August 16th. Welcome back, everyone, to Hearing and Doing, Discovering the Action of Faith. My name is Angelin Laughlin. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we are here once a week to read a chapter of the book of James and discuss how its message can affect the journey of young people as they put their faith into action. And today we will be looking at chapter four in the book of James. But before we get started, I'll open us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to learn more about your compassion and mercy. Help us to put our faith into action this week in new ways. Amen. Amen. And the passage that we're looking at is James chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, and then 13 through 15. Listen for a word from God. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on with business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Um, I think the first sentence just really convicted me like I really I was like whoa um just like in a lot of ways like it's so blatantly obvious but it points out the pettiness it really <laughs> in our lives the pettiness. exactly <laughs> it's like it's like really pointed and, and it's you know what causes these fights oh they're the desires that battle within you it's it's because of things that you have to deal with on your own I thought that was really interesting yeah it's it's really frustrating because I'm sure that all of the quarrels in my life are because of the other person exactly I was pretty sure it was because of them (laughs) yeah yeah I'm 100% right and it's their fault that we're not getting along and this is saying but they come from the desires that battle within me Mm. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrible news. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Do you have any other initial takeaways from this passage? Yeah, man, that uh, that line about um, 
what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And it's like, ouch. But don't you know who I am? Right. <laughs> uh, it's like, excuse me? The rest, the world revolves around me. <laughs> and I won't say that out loud because that would be, you know, prideful. And we don't want to right. seem prideful. But it's what but I it's believe. True. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that that's an interesting one for sure. That That's definitely a a complicated concept to wrap your mind around um, because I swear I am so important. I, feel <laughs> <laughs> I am so integral to. <laughs> There's an author named David Foster Wallace and he's in his really famous commencement speech. He says, you know, we are the center of our worlds. Everything, whether you want to or not, is from the perspective of your eyeballs and therefore you are the center. Mm -hmm. And it takes an incredible amount of work to get out of that yeah. thought. Yeah. No, I think that there's like a thing on TikTok and it's going around like, oh, I'm not the main character, but I'm this in like hmm. popular culture. And I, I thought that was so interesting because some of them were just really reaching. I was like, this seems a little, and people so badly don't want people to think that they think they're the main character of their own story mm -hmm. that seems so like pompous that seems so prideful mm -hmm. but i know we all rock around feeling like the main character yeah. like we all that that is just inherently true and so i i found that really fascinating in this passage like it it's so interesting it's just very pointed of how it's, it's so our words and ever our actions what we've talked about are so significant but our life is so temporary here yeah. and i think that that's really interesting donald miller talks about how um each of our lives uh the story of our lives is like a tree uh and and we're sure that that tree is all by itself but the reality is is that the tree is one tree in a forest and that doesn't mean that you're not important that mm -hmm. that tree doesn't make up part of the forest uh, but it is part of a greater a wider birth and that is what community is that's what life is um, and so it's it's like with this you know it's you're a vapor you're a little drop of water but you're still part of the yeah. ocean of the world the ocean of faith and and remembering that everybody else is too yeah you know and everybody else is that same way um, there's only one person who's walked the earth that wasn't. And yeah. so I think that that is, it's humbling, but it's also uh, comforting to know that we are all, we are all equal, even if it is in, in just being a vapor yeah. of, of being here on earth. Um, but just as we approach prayer through all of this, like if, you know, knowing that our lives are significant, but are, you know, equally as um, vaporous, but mm -hmm. what are ways that we do approach prayer um, with the wrong motives sometimes and feeling those selfish desires, feeling like we deserve things more than others and transactional prayer and all of that? I think that we can definitely come to prayer with wrong motives um, mm -hmm. because, I mean, a lot of what our prayer is is selfish <laughs> in some <laughs> way or another. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily wrong uh, because I think that that is that takes actually an amount of vulnerability mm -hmm. to reveal that selfishness to God. Um, you know, Allie, my wife and I have been married for six years, and you know she knows the 
not the most selfish parts of me, but she knows the more she knows more about my selfishness than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, and because of the vulnerability we have with each other, so I think that we should still come to God even when we have these wrong motives, even when we have these selfish, these transactional, because one, we're not fooling God. We don't, you know, <laughs> exactly, we're not going to, we're not yeah. going to trick God into doing what we want God to do. Um, but I think that in some ways that actually, uh, will end up revealing a part of yourself to God and that will actually strengthen your relationship in some way. Yeah, no, I'm really glad that you said that. I think that that's so true. And, and I think we all have someone or people, people that we live with or people that we've been in with quarantine who have seen the worst part of us (laughs) the worst worst parts of us and like my sister and my parents they mean they they know everything about me even if i don't have to share like they Mm. know they know those things i don't have to hide them and if they're not perfect humans and they still care about me and love me the way that they do which which they do then then it makes me feel more confident in coming to god Mm. with the truth because i'm not hiding anything from my parents and they don't have all superior like knowledge and like like the lord does and so it it makes it somewhat easier for me to know that i'm not fooling them so i'm (laughs) surely not fooling god the people who know me the most i'm I'm not fooling them and and so i think that that's really it it opens up that opportunity to kind of start talking talking more even though i don't have to talk for him to know but it surely makes it easier yeah (laughs) and and as the scripture kind of said you know when you come to God with, you know, wrong motives or when you're just asking for like really selfish things like, you know, that new phone or whatever, mm-hmm. that probably won't come. And that's not because God's not a good God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe you just didn't need that today. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that. And I think we all, I, everything does happen for a reason and it's so hard to see that sometimes, but there's so many times in my life where I'm like, if I had gotten what I actually asked for, I would be so unhappy like hmm. with the with the result that it was just not what I thought. And it's so humbling. You feel so mature in times of your life and you realize that if you had actually gotten what you asked for, things would have turned out completely different. And, and I think that that's a very humbling experience too. Which I think leads us into a, <laughs> our next question well how do you or how do our personal insecurities affect how we can acknowledge others success yeah no i mean that is such a convicting question and i we hate to know that part of us but it's inherently true and i think that when other people have success even if it's not even something that we wanted like even if it's just something general success it will sometimes inevitably make us feel like less and I think that that is something that we all have to come to terms with Um, but it's also something that we can grow and learn from through experience and I think that the more secure that we feel in our own trajectory of life through God through God's will it's so much easier to be happy for other people if once once we're secure even if nothing seems to be going right but we know in our hearts that there's a plan that there's that there's a purpose for us everyone else's journey that's their own personal journey with the lord and i think when we humble ourselves to realize that we're we're the main characters to ourselves but again it's like what you said we're all a part of the forest mm-hmm. um and trees are trees are going to grow at, at different times and and you know for different reasons and so i think that that 
that it just takes experience and takes learning and, and experiencing the tr- the trust and and how we don't have control over those things and and that the things that we ask for like you said like I said a minute ago a lot of times aren't actually going to help us get get ahead we have to be patient in the timing of that but it's so hard to do um but what do you think about that what's your experience with that yeah you know I was was thinking about this and it's funny because I think that two things affect how I acknowledge the success of others and that is insecurities Mm -hmm. and pride which are opposites in a lot of ways but they run together of of the pride of when someone else has success even someone I care about and I'm like well, I could have done that better. <laughs> you know, yes. uh, I wish I wish I would have had that opportunity to right. do that. Um, and so, being able to humble ourselves of like, oh, maybe this person is you know better than me at that, or maybe uh, maybe I'm not as good at this as I once yeah. thought, um, or maybe uh, I am just feeling frustrated where I'm at at the moment, and so. The fact that someone else is doing well makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Um, and so usually, for personally, when I, you know, internally, because usually I have enough social skills that it doesn't come out externally, but internally, when I'm, you know, when I see myself in my head reacting nasty to someone else's success, it's usually a time to stop and ask the question, you know, what am I dissatisfied with right now? What am I, uh, what do I need to change within my own life? What do I need to uh, go to God in prayer? What is, is frustrating? And so um, when I have these visceral reactions, I think that's when it's a time to stop and reflect why am I reacting in this way? Yeah, my friend and I, my best friend and I were talking the other day and we were reminiscing on this class I took in college and it was like a, musical theater repertoire class and you would go up by yourself and sing a song every class and then you would have to stand there and get feedback from the whole class um and we were talking about we were like man we were so much more critical like if, if another girl was going that like had a similar vocal range, I was so much more critical of that person like I had so much more feedback for that person than a guy or like the person who yeah. wasn't the same type yeah. as us and he was talking about from his experience he was like you know if someone looks similar to me and is like could play similar roles to me or has a similar voice to me like I was so much more critical in my feedback of them than I was to people who had very different skill sets or strengths or or was some a different type and and I thought that was so interesting because I was like those people were all I mean we're all really good friends and we were all everyone was so talented but I think we all had that as a part of our own insecurity like inevitably um because when you feel like someone like when you feel like someone similar to you you know you 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 have more opportunity to to be critical of of that success well I feel like from an early age we're taught to compete Mm -hmm. um and so when it's someone who's not in your class or in your in your sport or in whatever you're not afraid that they're going to take your spot yeah um and so when there is the slightest you know reality that someone could take your spot uh that's when our um you know viciousness and our tongues (laughs) can really come out and our quarrels uh as the scripture talked about yeah absolutely 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 that's a tricky concept to come to terms with but very prevalent in the life of young people (laughs) 
Um, well, thank you so much for joining me and thank you everyone for listening. We will be back next week with our final episode of this series to discuss chapter five of James, but I hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard and we'll use this week to find new ways to put your faith into action. Amen.